What's up, y'all? It's your boy Ace. This is Fantasize Football. We are back once again bringing some more fantasy football content to y'all for the fantasy football season in 2021. And today, it is Friday, and you know what that means. It's time for another mock draft. But before we get into that, real quick, if you are enjoying the content, if you uh, are new, thank you for coming by. I really appreciate it. And shout out to all y'all. Sorry, I almost forgot to say that. Say this that have been coming by and showing love and support week in, week out. I really appreciate it. I love each and every one of you. And like I said, if you are new, thank you for coming by. And if you enjoy the video, make sure to leave a like. It really helps. But today, we are doing another mock draft, and I wanted to explore something a little different. And today, we're going to be doing a mock draft with the zero RB, zero running back approach. And if you're not aware of what zero RB or zero running back is, basically what it means is you load up on wide receivers, you get a uh, top-end tight end, a top-end quarterback in the first few rounds, you know, and then you start drafting your running backs in the fifth, sixth round. So, I don't personally promote this strategy, as you guys know. If you don't know, I personally like to grab my running backs early and often. First two picks, generally, I go running back, running back, but... As a, uh, as a kind of team building um, concept, I like to walk out of the first five rounds with three running backs myself, but I did want to show you guys this, see if it's something that you would like to do, uh, explore that avenue. It's not something that I personally promote, but some people do find success with it and do like to do it. So I wanted to give it a try. And that's the point of mock drafts is to try different things. So before we start the mock, Make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, if you are enjoying the content, if you enjoy this video. It is free, really helps grow the channel. Help me reach my goal of 100 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. I would really appreciate it. My boy would really appreciate it. The fam would really appreciate it. Put some food on the table. Thank you very much. And with that out of the way, let's get right into this mock draft. So we're doing a 12-team Full PPR mock with one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, a flex, and seven bench spots from the eighth spot. And the reason why I decided to go with this format, let's just start the draft while I'm talking. Uh, the reason why I decided to go with this format is because I feel like this is the most viable format for zero RB because you have three wide receivers that you're going to be starting. And in the uh, from the eighth spot, a lot of the top end running backs have kind of came off the board already. But with that out of the way, let's go over, go over, switch to the draft board, go ahead, pull up our roster. So we have Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, Derek Henry, Aaron Jones. 101 through 107, and now it is on us. Devontae Adams comes off the board, makes it a little easier for me. Now let's pull up the cheat sheet, open things up a little bit. Boom, 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 boom. So for me here, it's between, uh, I'm not going to take a quarterback this early, and obviously we're going to be fading running back because we're doing the zero RB strategy. We have Tyree Kill, Diggs, Hopkins, and then Kelsey at tight end. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I am going to take my number one wide receiver at the moment. I do have Devontae Adams first, but if, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't end up sticking around. Sorry, my phone's ringing. If uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't stick around, obviously that will negatively impact Devontae Adams. So let's go with Stefan Diggs. As of right now, my wide receiver two. But if Aaron Rodgers leaves, would be my wide receiver one here at the 108 with our first pick. So after we see Stefan Diggs come off the board, we see Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jonathan Taylor round out the first round. That is relatively standard. You know the drinking game. Take a shot. If you're driving and listening to this, if you listen to podcasts, don't take a shot. 
It's not good. You shouldn't drink and drive. So, start of the second round, we see DeAndre Hopkins, Joe Mixon, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley. And we are back up on the clock here. And let's pull up our cheat sheet. We have Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, D.K. Metcalf, Keenan Allen available at wide receiver. And then Kelsey is there at tight end and Mahomes is there at quarterback. Now, for me here, we're using the CRRB approach. You want to load up and get that positional advantage at other, other places. That's the point of going with CRRB. You try to... Um, Hit on some guys in the middle rounds at running back and you try to get a lot of upside everywhere else. So it kind of um, makes up for the lack lack of depth and the lack of top end talent that you have at running back. So I'm going to go ahead. It seems like a great value here in the second round taking Travis Kelsey, tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs with our second pick. Top player at the position. So Stephon Diggs. Very well could finish as the wide receiver one. Travis Kelsey very well could finish as the tight end one. He has in the past few seasons. So let's pull up the draft board. After we go with Travis Kelsey, we see Nick Chubb, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Darren Waller, Michael Thomas, Patrick Mahomes, and Najee Harris round out the second round. Najee Harris entering that second round territory. I expected him to go in this range somewhere in the late second round come draft time. But then we see Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, and Chris Carson round out up to this point in the third round. Now it's back on us. Unfortunately, Mahomes went with the zero RB strategy. I probably would have went with Patrick Mahomes there and just got the top quarterback, top tight end, and potentially the top wide receiver. But we got to pivot a little bit. I'm not going to take Josh Allen in the third round. So I'm looking over here. Obviously, we're not going to be drafting tight end. And obviously, unfortunately, we are not going to be drafting running back. So we have Terry McLaurin. We have Julio Jones, newly of the Tennessee Titans, Amari Cooper, Godwin, Robert Woods. So for me here, I'm going to take my top ranked wide receiver, and that is Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team. A guy that I think uh, should finish as a wide receiver one this season. I have him as the wide receiver 12 right now. Does have the upside to finish within the top five to seven wide receivers. So we have two wide receivers ones, wide receiver ones, possibly the wide receiver one overall in Stefan Diggs and the top tight end in Travis Kelsey. Now, let's go back over to the draft board. After we go with McLaurin, oops, we see DeAndre Swift, Chris Goblin, DJ Moore, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, round out the third, and then Julio, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay up to this point in the fourth. So it's back on us. We have Diggs, McLaurin, Travis Kelsey, and you know what? Here with the zero RB approach, I am going to lock up a quarterback, right? Um, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray to me is kind of interchangeable. And in the last, not the last mock, but the mock before that, I did go with Josh Allen. So let's take Kyler Murray. I do think he has the upside to finish as the quarterback one overall. Let's lock in our quarterback and then we'll get our third wide receiver and hopefully go ahead and draft some running backs after that. So we take Kyler Murray, guy that has the upside to be the quarterback one overall. Right after that, we see Lamar come off the board, Robert Woods, Miles Sanders, Josh Allen, CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, and J.K. Dobbins round out the fourth. And then the fifth goes Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel, TJ Hawkinson, and Cortland Sutton in the fifth up to this point. So I'm going to do this full-blown zero RB. I'm going to wait till the sixth round to get my first running back, and then I'm going to start loading up on running backs from there. A lot of guys with upside, relatively safe floors, especially for uh, early season. And then uh, your kind of goal with zero RB is that somebody pops up on the waiver wire, or a late round guy you pick kind of hits, and they kind of fill in that void from you from there. And then you're so strong every 
everywhere else that in turn you do have a championship level roster so it's on us to pick our wide receiver three here obviously we got our quarterback and Kyler Murray and tight end and Travis Kelsey Diggs and McLaurin up to this point now I see Brandon Ayuk Juju Smith-Schuster Odell DJ Chark Robbie Anderson Tyler Boyd Blase Blase Blah but if you go a little bit further down there, I see my man, Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals there. And although I do have T. Higgins ranked one spot higher than Chase in full PPR, it would be between him, Juju, Ayuk for me here. Not a fan of Odell. Not for me. No, sir, Bob Reed. So I have Jamar Chase ranked the highest out of this crew, reuniting with Joe Burrow and an offense that is going to have to throw the ball a lot with a poor defense. And Jamar Chase very well could be the number one option in this team, at least a 1A, 1B with him and T. Higgins. So we're loaded up. Our 0RB start is done. We have Stefan Diggs, McLaurin, Travis Kel. I'm sorry. Kyle Murray, Stephon Diggs, McLaurin, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey up to this point. And now we can finally draft our first running back. Oh, Storm Hoopas is also going 0RB. So at the end of the draft, we'll go through my team and Storm Hoopers team. And you guys let me know down in the comments who did the 0RB better. So after we went with Jamar Chase, we see Juju, James Robinson, Mark Andrews, and Brandon Ayuk round out the fifth. Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk, I've heard both ways. I actually think it's supposed to be Ayuk, which sounds weird, but whatever. Then we see Odell, DJ Chark, Josh Jacobs, and Tyler Boyd in the sixth. So now it is on us to take our first running back, and this is actually a really good spot. Okay, so... These two players are your best friends if you are a zero RB tr uh, truther drafter this season. And they are Miles Gaskin of the Miami Dolphins and Mike Davis of the Atlanta Falcons because they both have not too much competition for work and have both proven that they can handle a workload and there's not too many question marks. After that, you get into a bunch of guys like Kareem Hunt, ETN, Edmonds, where there are some question marks. In regards to workload, upside, things of that nature, or I should say more of floor. But Gaskin and Mike Davis should both have a relatively safe floor. Right now, I do have Gaskin one spot ahead of Mike Davis. Um, that may actually change with the addition of, or with the subtraction of Julio Jones from the Falcons because Mike Davis may now become more involved in the passing game, have more opportunities for targets. So you know what? I do draft Gaskin a lot. Mike Davis, you know what? Let's go ahead. Maybe I will move him above Gaskin in full PPR. Gaskin is a great receiver, but let's just diversify the revenue and go with Mike Davis as our running back one here. So, all right, let's go back over to the draft board. After we go with Mike Davis, we see uh, Chase Claypool, Miles Gaskin, Robbie Anderson, Will Fuller, Travis Etienne, Kareem Hunt, and Dak Prescott. Round out the sixth, and then the seventh goes Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard, Justin Herbert, Jarvis Landry, and Noah Font. So now it is back on us to get our RB2. We have Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, David Johnson, Fournette, Jones, Javante Williams, blase, blase, blah. So this is actually uh, relatively easy for me here. Chase Edmonds, the guy I have the highest here. Other than that, it would be Javante Williams of the Denver Broncos, but I would not be drafting Javante Williams here because we are going zero RB. A lot of time when I'm drafting Javante, at least in these mocks, he's my running back four, and I'm fine with that because I don't have to start him every week. I can let him sit on my bench and let it simmer until he takes over as the lead back there. So I am going to go with Chase Edmonds 
of the Arizona Cardinals, a guy that I do think has a lot of upside if he does become the, uh, if he does handle the majority of the workload. I do think James Conner will be involved, but Chase Edmonds should be the passing downs guy, and we do have that connection with Kyler Murray and Chase Edmonds now. So all, uh, not all, but we will have uh, probably about two-thirds of the rushing touchdowns for this team between Kyler Murray and Chase Edmonds. So after we go with Edmonds, we see Aaron Rodgers, Tyler Higbee, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts come off at the 7-12. And then we see Curtis Samuel, Devontae Smith, Ryan Tannehill, now officially the greatest late-round quarterback. I doubt he'll even fall into the late rounds. I talked about this a little bit in my Julio Jones to the Titans video. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. Um, but yeah, Ryan Tannehill is going to be, uh, as long as he doesn't hop up above like Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill is one of my favorite middle to late round quarterbacks now. And then we see Javante Williams pop off at the 804 right before our pick, unfortunately. So we cannot get Javante. But now this is where zero RB I get a little confused with. I don't know what uh, most of you cats do. If you do do zero RB, if you have done it in the past, do you just load up on running back here? Do you just keep drafting running backs? Because that's probably what I'm going to do. I will take a quick look at wide receiver. We have... Devontae Parker, Corey Davis, LaVisca Chanel, Mike Pittman, Marquise Brown, Antonio Brown, another guy like Waddles way down there. But running back is starting to dry up. We have Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, David Johnson, Fournette, Ronald Jones, James Conner, Damian Harris, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, we don't need to look at quarterback and we don't need to look at tight end because we have Kyler Murray and Travis Kelsey. So for me here, the guy I have the rank the highest and a guy that I think is a good target for zero RB as well is Melvin Gordon because I do expect him to handle the majority of the workload at least to start the season while Javante Williams gets acclimated to the NFL game. And um, even when Javante Williams does eventually become more involved in the offense, I still think Melvin Gordon will have somewhat of a role in this offense. So we take Melvin Gordon and then we see Devontae Parker, Joe Burrow, LaVisca Chenault, Corey Davis, Tom Brady, Raheem Mostert, Michael Pittman come off the board to finish the eighth and then Darnell Mooney, Marquise Brown, Jalen Rager, Michael Gallup, Antonio Brown, David Johnson, and Rashad Bateman getting the respect he deserves at the 907. You love to see it, right? Right. You do love to see it. It's very nice to see my man get some respect. Put some respect on his name. Anyways, let's move back over here. And uh, okay, so we have uh, we have three running backs now. Our starting lineup's filled up. Who knows if Melvin Gordon will be our starter week in and week out at the flex. But we look down here, we got Available at running back, Fanat and Jones, the two Tampa Bay guys, Damian Harris, Kenny Drake, James Conner, and Michael Carter, uh, Marvin Jones, Cole Beasley, T.Y. Hilton, Jalen Waddle, all available at wide receiver as well. And I am in a position where I have Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, and Stephon Diggs. I'm pretty much locked in with those three guys as my starters week in and week out if they stay healthy. So I'm going to go with an upside pick here. A safer pick would probably be Cole Beasley, but... I am going to go with Jalen Waddle of the Miami Dolphins. Fins up, baby, to the moon. It is a little bit of a homer pick, but I do think Waddle reunited with Tua, plus playing in the slot where he is comfortable right off the bat with Will Fuller out week one. He could establish a role right away and be a big part of this offense. So we go with Jalen Waddle. Then we see Kenyon Drake, Ronald Jones, Michael Carter, Leonard Fournette, Marvin Jones, James Conner, Trey Sermon, Jamison Crowder go off before our next pick. Very unfortunate because those are all of the running backs that I would have been taking as my RB4, unfortunately. So I probably should have gone with a running back last round and waited and hoped Jalen Waddle fell to me. But anyways, let's go back to the cheat sheet. So I am, <coughs> excuse me, cheapest crow. Wow. 
I am going to take my running back four here, and I see two guys that stick out to me in particular, and those two players are Damian Harris and Zach Moss. Now, both of these players do have limited upside in terms of uh, touchdown and workload. Damian Harris has James White there, Sony Michelle, newly drafted rookie Ramondre Stevenson, and then Cam Newton will probably steal some goal line work if Cam Newton does end up being the starter. Same goes for Zach Moss with Josh Allen there, and then Devin Singletary as well. But the guy that I think has higher upside, more of a chance to have a larger workload is Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. We did see flashes from him last season, and I do think he does have a lot of upside this season. And taking him as my RB4 in this kind of strategy, actually, I really don't hate it. Now, let's take a quick look at the team before we go through the draft board. We got Kyler, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds, Stephon Diggs, McLaurin, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Melvin Gordon, and then our bench is Jalen Waddle and Damian Harris. So after we go with Damian Harris, we see John Brown, Zach Moss, Mike Williams, Naeem Hines, Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, Logan Thomas round out the 10th, and then the 11th starts, Gus Edwards, Cole Beasley, Sterling Shepard, T.Y. Hilton, Nelson Aguilar, Nicole Harmon, and Jeff Wilson, who is on the pup list. Don't draft Jeff Wilson. Please, just don't do it. He's not going to play for the first... Uh, at least few, probably month, two months of the season. So it's back on us. And so we have four running backs and we have four receivers. We don't need to look at tight end. We don't look, need to look at quarterback, which is nice because we did lock them up early. So let's quickly take a look at wide receiver. We have Henry Rooks, Christian Kirk, Denzel Mims, Paris Campbell, a little further down, Gabriel Davis and Russell Gage, two guys that I'm really looking at now with Julio Jones out of town. But I do want to have one more running back on this team at some point. So you know what? I should go with like an upside guy here, a guy that could pan out the type of cat that if I hold on my bench for a little bit, if something happens to Aaron Jones, he can come in and be one of those guys that could be a difference maker in this zero RB strategy. That is A.J. Dillon, running back of the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Jones were to go down, probably will handle the majority of the workload. The type of player that if you do go with this draft strategy, something happens to Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon becomes your league winner, right? So... After we go with A.J. Dillon, let's scroll down here just a tad there. A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Tariq Cohen, Josh Reynolds, Tony Pollard. Josh Reynolds, I'm fading now with AJ uh, Julio Jones there. I don't think he'll really have much of a role. Probably caps out at about 80 targets or so, 70, 80 targets. Uh, Robert Tunyon, Denzel Mims, Hunter Henry, and John Smith. Little run on tight end. Now it's back to us. And probably four more picks left. I'm probably just going to be drafting a whole bunch of wide receivers here. So we got Ruggs, Christian Kirk, Slayton, Paris Campbell, Perriman, Gabriel Davis, Russell Gage. You scroll down a little bit. There are some guys I like. But you know what? I drafted Gabriel Davis a lot lately. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and smash the draft button on Russell Gage here. A guy that now with Julio Jones out of town, all of a sudden becomes probably the number two wide receiver in this offense. Kyle Pitts will probably be the second option. But Gage, as the number two now with Julio Jones out of town, there is some upside there for some serious production and a pass-happy offense. So after we go Gage, we see Kadarius Toney, J.D. McKissick, Mike Kosicki, Philip Lindsay, Evan Engram, James White, and Irv Smith round out the 12th. And then the 13th goes Rashad Penny, Henry Ruggs, Darrell Henderson, Gio Bernard, Kenneth Gainwell, Matt Stafford, and LaMichael Pitarine. And now we are back on the clock. We need another wide receiver. And God, Jeepus Crow, he's still there. We're doing it. Gabe, oh, no, we're not. We have Stefan Diggs. Caught myself. 
That's why I went with Russell Gage because we have Stefan Diggs. That's why I did it, right? No, but uh, I do see Paris Campbell there who I like. I do think there's a lot of upside there with Paris Campbell. And you scroll down a little more, there is a few other guys I like. But you know what? Maybe those guys will be available for me next round. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Paris Campbell, wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this Indianapolis Colts receiver room is like a wide open board where you have T.Y. Hilton, Mike Pittman, and Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell was hurt last season, but he has shown flashes in the past. And um, if he comes back and he's healthy and he's ready to go, which he should be because he got injured very early on in the season last last year, he could be the type of guy that comes in and leads this team in targets, playing out of the slot, and getting him this late is a great value. A guy I will be targeting as well as Michael Pittman this season. Michael Pittman goes a little early. I do have more faith in Pittman, but great value there. Uh, so anyways, after we go Paris Campbell, Blake Jarwin, Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman, Alexander Madison, round out the 13th. The 14th goes Cole Komet, Deshaun Watson, Le'Veon Bell, who's not on the team. Deshaun Watson might not even play this year. And Baker Mayfield in the 14th. So now we have two picks left, and I already know what I'm doing here. Scrolling down a lot. Passing guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Bashad Perriman, Rondell Moore, Traquan Smith, Sammy Watkins, MVS. And we are going straight down here to my boy of the Carolina Panthers, Terrace Marshall Jr. Rookie. Love it. Another guy I expect to play in the slot in a pass-happy offense that should immediately come in and fill a role left behind by Curtis Samuel where there was nearly 100 targets there left behind. So I love Terrace Marshall here, and he is a great value pick in the late round of drafts at wide receiver. So after we go Terrace Marshall, we see whoops, uh, we see Anthony Ferkser, who I'm probably fading now with Julio there as well, but he is in a bad light, late round tight end dart throw. Rob Gronkowski, Jarek McKinnon, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, Darius Slayton, Jacoby Myers. Then we see Kirk Cousins, Marlon Mack, Rondell Moore, Emmanuel Sanders, Boston Scott, Alexander, uh, Alexander Madison, Alan Lazard, and Scott Miller. Scott Miller. Scotty Miller. And now it is time for our final pick, and I already know what I'm doing. Once again, it pains me because Gabe Davis is still there, and if I didn't have stuff on digs, I would probably take Gabe Davis, but... I'm scrolling past Perryman. I'm scrolling past AJ Green. All those guys again. And we are going down for another rookie. Another guy that I see filling a role, being involved in his offense right off the bat. And that is Amon Ra St. Brown of the Detroit Lions. He comes in, fills that slot role where he was most successful in college. You have Bashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams, two perennial outside receivers, and TJ Hawkinson. I do see an outcome where he comes in and he gets... 80 to 100 targets. I think that uh, that is within his range of outcomes, and he is very successful playing with Jared Goff, who loves to target his slot receivers in an offense that's going to have to throw the ball out. So here we are. We're done. We got a B minus. Very cool. Let's look at our team, and then let's also look at Storm Hoopers and decide who did zero RB better, baby. So our team ends up being, uh, we'll just go through it in terms of, we'll go through actually our picks. Stefan Diggs. Travis Kelsey, Terry McLaurin, Kyla Murray, Jamar Chase, one through five, basically rounding out how you start off that zero RB. And then you see Jamar Chase, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, three RBs in a row, Jalen Waddle, Damian Harris, AJ Dillon. And then we finish off our draft with Russell Gage, Paris Campbell, Terrace Marshall, and Amon Ross St. Brown. And now it's the 1v1, my team versus Storm Hoopas, who goes Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown. That's a really good start. Godwin, Amari Cooper. Uh, he can start all four of those guys. Then he goes James Robinson, Josh Jacobs, 
Tyler Higby, Ryan Tannehill, Ronald Jones, Trey Sermon, Tariq Cohen, Hunter Henry, Matt Ryan, Le'Veon Bell, AJ Green. So that's what I got for y'all. Let me know down in the comments what y'all thought about this mock draft, what you think of zero RB, zero running back. Is this something that you would do in your drafts? Are you more like me, like to load up on running backs early, kind of more of a balanced approach or a zero RB for you? And also let me down know down in the comments who won in the battle of zero RB, myself or the Storm Hoopers. And don't be mad. Don't feel bad about telling me that the Storm Hoopers won if that's how you feel. Personally, I think I did it a little bit better, uh, but that's up to y'all to decide. Hold on real quick. What do you think? You think Mia Storm Hoopers did better? What? Forget him. Anyways, that's all I got for y'all today. I really hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Help your boy hit that goal of 100 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. We are already over halfway there. Just 40 more subscribers gets us to 100 at this point when I'm recording this video. I really appreciate it. It is free and it really helps the channel grow. But with that all the way, thank you for spending some time with me. I really appreciate it. And as always... Thank you, love you, peace.